Hi everyone, I'm your host, Sam Evans, and welcome to Lifestyle Redesigned, the podcast. Every week I interview both entrepreneurs and travelers about their success stories and how they made their dream lives into reality. Whether you're someone who has always wanted to travel but doesn't know where to start, an aspiring entrepreneur looking to build a thriving business, or anyone in between, our guests will share their experiences and insights on how they've succeeded at living what I like to call the unconventional life. So get ready to be inspired as we explore the stories of those who have successfully redesigned their lives. In today's episode, I'd like to introduce Christopher Lewis, host of the Dating Intelligence Podcast, a show that promotes candid conversations about human interaction from first dates to happily ever afters. Throughout this episode, we will be diving into topics including the importance of maintaining a positive outlook and mindset, how relationships can change over time, especially in your 20s, looking at life from a new perspective, and all of the challenges that come along with it. So with all that said, thank you so much for being on and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sam. Thanks for having me on the show. I love the intro. Thank you very much. (laughs) Of course. So to preface this so everybody knows, me and Chris, we didn't formally meet until today, but we both attended PodFest, which is a podcast conference that was in Orlando a couple months ago. And we were just talking about it before about how incredible conferences are, but they can definitely get like overwhelming, but also exciting. Like there's so many feelings that go along with conferences and meeting people and and all of that stuff. And so it's like, it's so great to have those types of conferences so we can now do stuff like this. And I think for you, Sam, now that you're experienced with your first year under the belt at PodFest, you can actually go back next time and just enjoy just everyone. Right. And that's the fun of it because you're going to see a lot of the same people and you're going to actually probably start collaborating with a bunch of them as well because you, yeah. we all have something in common, obviously, which is our podcast. But other than that, it's just the offshoots of just like, wow, I didn't know you did this. Wow, I didn't know you did that. And that's where the magic happens. So yeah. the hallways grow. You got to get the hallways. Right, right. That'll be my next, that'll be my mission (laughs) next time. (laughs) You'll have like 50 tracks you want to go to. And all of a sudden you're like, why did I go to one this whole weekend? What was I doing? (laughs) You're networking. That's what you're doing. Right, right. Hey, it's important. It's It's very important. important, You know, Yeah, totally, totally. But before we kind of get into all of the questions and everything, I'd love for everyone to kind of get to know you, your story and what got you to where you are today. Okay. So for me, I've been doing dating intelligence for about probably three years. It started out as a, well, first of all, I started trying to write a book is what it was. I've always been that guy where I tell everyone, I'm just a guy who knows women really well. My, my expertise comes from just growing up in a, like a household full of women. And then me just virtually just navigating that whole scenario. I mean, I had an older sister, younger sister, my mom, and I was just literally the middle child going, wow, I need to really get along in this, this place. So I always tell people, it's just like, I was just taking notes, just like, like just looking at them, just like, like I was under the, like they were under a microscope or something. And I really love the fact that I got really good at learning the ins and out of how a woman ticks. And Mm -hmm. so, so as I got older and things like that through my high school, college and beyond, I paid it, I paid attention. What's the the easiest way I can say is I just pay attention a lot to women. And quite frankly, I just pay attention a lot to people because of how I was as a child, how I grew up and things like that. So I try to put that out there in the universe to everyone now and just try to make people more authentic and be their true authentic selves and learn how to first and foremost, love themselves, but also to just be aware. Like there's yeah. so many people that are just caught up in their own bullshit that they're just never aware of what their surroundings are. And you're missing out on so much stuff all the time. So, yeah. so with dating intelligence, it started out me writing a book. And then all of a sudden I was like, who the hell's going to read this thing? Like, no one knows me. Yeah. Like, I'm the next model. It's like, yeah, sure, you might know me from that or things like that. But I was like, no one's going to know me. So I go, you know what? I'm going to start a blog. 
And so at the time I started writing and I did some intros and things that I probably had like 13 or 14 intros I wrote. And then finally a friend of mine, I was helping her through an issue with a guy on a dating app. And she's like, man, you should do a podcast. You're really good at this. And I go, why do you think I have a blog? And so I go, you should be my co-host. And that's how it all started with my very first original co-host, which transformed into my second co-host, Jamie Villamore. And we've been together for about almost two years now. And it's just been a great run. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. That's exciting. So podcasting was never like that was never, never on my really radar. the plan. Never, yeah. No, I like, but the funny thing is though, is I had an overall plan of where I wanted to be. And it was just being in the relationship space. Now that uh, about a month, two months ago, now I'm in the dating coach space now where I'm actually taking all that knowledge and taking everything that I put out there to everyone. And now saying, Hey, look, if you need help, just contact me. And I'm really good at sussing out issues for women and for men. I'm not going to choose one or the other. I'm not going to be that guy that says that, that helps guys just find that girl. I do right. have a hitch program though, by the way, where I say, look, I want to help you to land and to, to get the girl you want, but don't just go out there and pick some random girl that you think yeah. is not in your dating lane. And I always tell people stay in your dating lane. That's one of the things I say as well, but find someone that you feel like is going to be in your lane that you can actually manage with, that you can actually, that I can actually help you to manage as yeah. well. And go from there. And for women, I want to help women to teach them the ins and outs on why guys are the way they are, why we're idiots and why girls <laughs> as yourself, which we'll probably discuss today, Sam, is why you've had some issues with guys that you just go, well, shit, I knew that was coming, right. but learning how to read the red flags and learning how to navigate that earlier in life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's also one of the hardest parts, which I'm glad that like you've realized that and now you're helping in that space, but it's like, Hindsight is twenty twenty, of course. So when mm -hmm. I tell you about all of my guy problems and all of this and all of that, it's like, of course, I'm going to say I saw it coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, but like right. in the moment, was I ever expecting any of that? No. And the same thing I think goes along with friendships as well. It's like, oh, I probably could have seen that coming based uh, this, this and this. But like when you need a friend, like when you're in those moments where you're like, oh, I really need this person. You're everyone can admit that they're ignoring every single course bad thing that could possibly be involved in that relationship. Right. right. But just let, but one of those, one of the things you just said though, especially when you're in your twenties and younger and moving forward in life, one of the things that we do is that we have to go through those experiences though, because if we right. don't go through it, you're never going to know. And you're never going to be able to suss it out the next time. You're never going to go, Oh no, not that person again. Cause I had yeah. that person <laughs> in my life before, hopefully for the most part, but we all, some people go through that cyclic cycle of like, why am I dating the same person? Why do I have the yeah. same friends? And you yeah. really need to take a moment to stop and really think about that. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of relationships, how would you say that relationships specifically in your twenties, both friendships, romantic, whatever it might be, is different than like any other stage in your life. For me, I'm 23. So I'm like in that phase of everything is like changing right. and happening. And it's so different than what it used to be, even though what it used to be was like a year ago. <laughs> so yeah, how would you say everything is different in your 20s versus... All well, I can be aspects. honest with you. First of all, you got more options in your 20s because as you get older, <laughs> everyone's like, especially all the women, I like, there are no good guys in the world because they're either all taken or they're just assholes. That's just yeah. right. But at your age, you have a full swimming pool of shit to go through. So yeah. that's the bonus for you, Sam. But yeah. but like I said, just for the most part, I tell everyone, you're, you're like, basically we all at this age, your age, you have a type that you're probably looking into. And most people say that they don't, but let's be honest, everyone has a type when they're younger because they see what they see and they see what they want. And then eventually that type starts evolving because you start evolving. And so in your twenties, you have this, like I said, you can pull from so many different resources and sources of different guys and 
friends and things like that, because there's a lot more to have. You're out and about, you're free. You're not in yeah. your, your teens anymore, living at home and all these things like that. You're out in the world now. You're done with college or whatever you've done at that point, if you decide not to go, but you're in this point of your life now where you're an adult now and you make your own decisions now. And so with that being said, you, the best thing about your age and the shittiest thing about your age is that you got to go through those lifelong lessons and really come out of it and just say, wow, I survived that. And I know exactly what I want now. And by the way, it still happens in your thirties, forties, and fifties. I mean, there's just, I'm probably sixties and seventies. Everyone still has to go through these lifelong things and sit there and go, damn, like I knew that was the way it was going to be, but why didn't I read the signal sooner? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what would you say if we went into like the red flags that you were talking about before, how do you, as a dating coach, tell talk to people and allow them to be aware of those red flags before they end up being a red flag, you could say, or before they right. end up ruining the relationship altogether? Well, okay, so first and foremost, I'm sure like we off air, we were discussing where sometimes I'm sure you get this tingle, I call it the spider sense, right? where you go, ah, something's just not right, but you're in the moment. And you kind of go, well, I, that was just probably just like a blip and like a, just a little blip in the whole like scheme of things. Right. But as you get better, you're going to start picking those up sooner. And the only thing I can say for you guys in your twenties, especially is that you have to slow down. <laughs> Everything's moving so fast sometimes that you have to really slow yourself down and take note. And every little kind of weird feeling you get, take a moment and just like let it sink in for the time being, because like I said, you're going to let that pass. And you were saying something about friends and stuff like that. Like there's a zillion friends when you go out the bars, clubs, you meet social events, wherever you're going, you're going to meet a new friend every single day of your life at that point, because you're yeah. out and about in the world. If you're that person that I was, you're out and about in the world, like all the time. So you're meeting someone new all the time. Someone's going to woo you. Someone's going to win you over, whether it be a friend or someone you want to date, but you just got to take a moment to go, whoa, I need to take some time out for myself and just assess where I'm at right now in my life and what I truly want in my life right now. And, and it's whether it be like, if you're doing it for work, right? You're assessing out going, well, let's see with work, this is where I want to be in my five-year plan, or this is what I want for me when I see myself 20 years down the road. Why? And obviously in the dating space, we do that as well going, well, I see myself married or I don't see myself married. I see myself with kids or whatever you want, right? We all have this life plan, but mm -hmm. in that process, are you really taking the time out to sit there and go, okay, in this life plan, Who's going to, who's going to be there with me? Who's going to be yeah. that friend of mine that I can rely on? Who's going to be that, that for you, that guy that I can rely on for myself. Who's that woman that I can rely on. And it's going to ebb and flow all the time. So, so to backtrack and to fix this all up, to sense those red flags sooner, first of all, communicate with the person you're with. If you sense something that just might be, he said something little kind of assholey, yeah. call him out on it and see where it goes from there. Or if something, a friend of yours go, Ooh, that friend of mine, I think she just kind of backstabbed me there. What the fuck's going on there? I'm going to get you girl. You know what yeah. I mean? So take a minute, call her out on it. One of the things that I do best is like when someone like, like you probably had a hearsay where someone goes, Hey, Sam, such and such is talking bad about you. you right. know, or Hey, Sam, you're, you know, your boyfriend, I think that uh, he's not truly the guy you think he is. Right. Call them out on their bullshit. Just so one of the things that I love to do is like, if I hear that, I go, Oh, really? I'll call them and say, so I hear that you have an issue with me or oh, let's talk it out. And we figure it out. Or if not, then you know that's not the right person for you. So mm -hmm. take charge of your life. Take a stance. You know, yeah. don't be that person where you're just kind of sitting in the background or being passive and or the other side where you're just too aggressive. But you got to find that middle ground of just saying, who am I and who do yeah. I really want to be? Yeah, I think in your 20s, based on my personal experience of right now, like we were talking about before, 
of constantly going through friend groups or like not necessarily finding say like forever friends right now. You know what I mean? So I just graduated college. I'm like starting to work and starting to meet coworkers and meet new people and all of this stuff. And so I think now in this generation as well, it's like, I don't want to admit it, but like we almost have a checklist for everything. Yeah. You know yeah, what you I do. mean? For friends, for partners, for everything. And it's, well, it's like, like a puzzle. Because right. like, do your coworkers fit with your regular friends? Do you? And you're sitting there trying to mix and match everyone right. until you get that sense where every now and then you go, wow, I think this coworker is going to match up with this friend and stuff, vice versa. So you go through this puzzle of just trying to put all the pieces together. It's a full on job. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's hard too. And everything that you said earlier, I absolutely agree with, but that's like one of the hardest things to do as a mm-hmm. friend or as a partner is to literally say how you feel. I think right. like that's something that most of us struggle with the most is like speaking the truth and being like, Hey, like I heard you were talking about me or I heard you did this. Like, you know what I mean? And then it becomes right. an argument and it's like your fear of losing someone and your fear of being alone. And like, there's so many different feelings involved before you say something that most of us never get to that point. That's true. But at the same time, I heard, I hear you saying that creating an argument in the snap, but that's all good stuff because it's bringing it all out to yeah. where you, you get to recognize if this is something that you're arguing with this person and you guys come resolve the issue, then you're solid. And that probably will never happen again. But you're always going to be a little aware of that in the background, I hope, because if it does happen again, then you're really just like, well, I gave you a chance, we're done, right? But otherwise, in the meantime, you're allowing yourself to be a stronger individual and also knowing exactly what you, you know, think about it. If you're, if you have a friend and you're going, well, I don't really want to say this to them because I feel like, like you just said, I feel like it's just going to create an argument or something like that then they're not really a true friend. And I'm sure they want you to speak up. And so one of the things that my friends to this day even tell me, they're just like, I hope I'm not overstepping the boundaries or I hope that you're not taking this if I tell you this the wrong way. And I go, no, you can tell me whatever the fuck you want. That's why you're my friend. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to take it the wrong way. I would hope that you would tell me something that's, that you feel you see me should, that I should be doing or that I'm doing wrong. And that's a true friend. That's a true, that's a true partner. And the only way that you can suss it out, like I said, once again, is that you have to ask the hard questions. And if you don't ask the hard questions, you're just going to be just always wondering and always having that thing in the back of your head where it's like it's stewing or it's just bothering you or it's yeah. building up. Yeah. So because we're in our twenties and be, most of my listeners are in their twenties. I mean. 20 year olds. <laughs> and so, so much is changing in our lives. And I feel like something that personally I've struggled with. And I know that a lot of people struggle with is actually maintaining the relationships and the friendships that you've had in your past to now, like we were saying, like fit into the puzzle of this yeah. new life that we've created. Like I am I can guarantee you 18 year old Sam is not the same as 23 year old Sam. Like not at all. My I lifestyle is different. <laughs> Me too. Right. My lifestyle is different. My environment's different. Like the way that I think is different. All of that stuff. All my perspectives have absolutely changed in the past, like five, six years. Mm-hmm. So how do you maintain and strengthen these relationships when you're transitioning in your twenties, moving to a new city, graduating college, figuring life out? Right. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, gotta be honest. It's like, it's never easy. And the only way that you can navigate is that some people are going to get like left behind, unfortunately. But the good news is that the really good ones would understand that because your friendship or your, like your, like you said, I'm going to go with the friends thing right now. Your friendships are strong enough in the past to hold on for the future. 
the best way I can see it. So yeah. like, for instance, I'll give you a prime example. I actually called the college buddy of mine, my roommate. My, he was my best friend in college. I hadn't spoken to him in a few years. I was driving the other day. This is like a week ago. And I go, I need to give him a call. And I called him out of the boon. He's like, hey, man, what's up? We talked for 20 minutes, Sam. And literally after that 20 minutes, I get, I get, let's say about after 20 minutes, I got a text 10 minutes later. And the text said, oh my God, it was so great talking with you today. I'm smiling from ear to ear. And he goes, and I don't know where this day, what the rest of this day has in store for me. But all I can tell you is that I am the happiest person on the face of the Aww. earth right now. And that bond for us is strong. Like I have yeah. not seen this guy. Mind you, I have not seen him probably since I was maybe your age. Yeah. In all honesty, but we talk maybe once every few years and our, and we know our bond is strong. Like I, like if I could see him every day of my life, I would see that guy and we would not miss a beat. So, so you have to go through your processing of growth, new friendships, whatever it may be in order to collect all the good stuff. So don't feel bad about leasing. And it, and trust me, it sucks because like I said, some people are going to left behind. Some people are going to have their feelings hurt. But if they were a true friend, you know, when it's, when you haven't talked to a girlfriend in like, let's say four months or you're busy, right. and they're like, girl, we're good. And, and you know that you just call that one time and you feel like you haven't missed a beat. Yeah. It should be like that with good friends. Yeah. You know, they should never be going, Sam, you've left me. Sam, can't believe like you're not in my life. It's like, I don't need a little baby to freaking like carry along. I yeah. need someone who's strong on their own that can go, dude, we're good. Uh, we're fine. Yeah. I don't need to talk to you for the 10 years. I know right. you're my friend. We're good. <laughs> right. But if that friend needed something though, we would be there for them. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. So that's the best I can say. So, so for you guys, seriously, just don't, there's a lot of pressure, first of all, and a lot of people are going to put a lot of pressure on you, but you have to really be able to stand your ground and not feel guilty. Don't feel like they're putting any sort of like mainly just guilty. Like don't ever let anyone feel you guilty for you doing what you need to do to be the best you yeah. to grow, to, to gain and to gain more life knowledge, to get better at your job, to, pr to proceed in life of growth and anyone pulling you back in it or sucking you back down, they're not a friend. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I think that as we're getting older, it's coming to the realization of, I don't want to say low maintenance friendships, mm -hmm. but just like friendships. That's not an everyday constantly talking. Like, of course I have friends like that, but I also have friends exactly like you said, that I might not be around all the time, yeah. but I know that if I needed something, I could call them. And now that I'm getting older, I'm realizing that those are the relationships that I want more. You know what yeah. I mean? Like those yes, are the friendships sure. that I'm like craving or looking for or whatever, as opposed to the ones where I need to talk to you every day because we're now having this understanding of like life happens, life's right. getting in the way. And as we're getting older, it's just going to continue to happen. Marriage, kids, like moving, all of that stuff. Like <laughs> I was going to say happened, when you're married, you know? for sure, you lose a lot of friends yeah. you because <laughs> you have now you're hanging out with married friends. Right. You want to have that same kind of group circles and things like that. Or now you have kids, let's say right now you want to have the marriage couples and the kids circles. Right. So you're hoping that you find that right balance and it's a balance. So it's just it's trial and error. You got to really go through the full trial and error. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I like that you Not said easy. that. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks though, let me tell you, because you are, it's a lot of heartbreak, especially when, yeah. obviously when you're breaking up with someone, that's a lot of heartbreak. And I hear that you said earlier off, off air that three years of a cycle right now, you've been through something in three years and I'm like, right. that's a lifetime for some people. Right. So, but right. that's the twenties. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So now looking at your social media, your Instagram, your podcast, all of that stuff, I know that you kind of have a different perspective on life. You view things differently. So what inspired you to have that different perspective of life, whether experiences or mm -hmm. things from your past or things like that, that's impacted your life for the better? You asked really good questions, Sam. <laughs> thank that. you. Seriously, thank you. No. So for me and like my life, 
of what you just said. It's, it stemmed from when, like, and I said something about this earlier and why I know women well and all that stuff. Well, what I left out was, is the fact that I grew up in an area where my family were probably only one of the prominent black families in the whole area. So I grew up in Texas and where I was private schools and things like that. My sisters and I were the only blacks ever. So I had to navigate through a space with just being a different ethnicity from everyone else, but learning how to also navigate my way in that space and do it well without ever feeling like I'm less than anyone else. And so I learned how to become the person I am to this day because I knew who I was as a person inside, like especially with the, the joke I always made was the fact where a white person would go, Hey man, you don't sound black. And I go, well, what is sounding black? Right. And I do this, And they go like, they're like, that's a very good point. So I always had that thing where I know who I am through and that, and who I am is, was never going to change on what scenario you put me in. You could throw me into any melting pot of the world and I'm going to come out just fine. And I have as well. And people like were, and the other thing as well, it's like, I use from my example as saying that I want people to view me as just Chris. I, I want people to not see me as a color, not as this, not as that. I'm just Chris. And you, when we, when you, when I in this conversation with you, Sam, you're just going to see me as like, God, that's just an amazing person. Right. And that's what I wanted to do with my life in this world is to make a difference and let everyone know that, look, like I know my lot in life. I've known that since a very young age. And that's to change the perspective of people in this world. It's to make everyone feel like, Everyone can get along, no judgment. I like you can do you. Yeah. You can be this, you can be that. But as long as you're a good person, that's all I care about. You can be gun toed, you can be gay, you can be this, you can be that. None of that matters to me. As long as you're a good person and you care, that's it. I'm not going to judge you. And I've never judged anyone in my whole lifetime because I never wanted to be judged. Yeah. And that's what put me. And made me who I am to this day. And so when you, if you saw me on the street or if we, I know the fact that that's why I'm surprised we didn't meet at Pop Fest, unfortunately, right. but I'm that person, like I said, where it's just like people see me and I just want to leave you with a smile. I want them to say, meet me today, be memorable tomorrow. So that's my mantra. Yeah. It's like you meet me today. I want you to remember me and be memorable for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in today's world, I feel mm -hmm. like that's ex an extremely important mindset and perspective to have because it's rare. You know yeah, what I mean? And you probably you. know that too, of like, <laughs> like kindness at this point is rare. Right. Like making somebody smile is rare. And it's crazy because it's like, that should be everybody's goal is like, even when I was in Chicago, I would walk mm -hmm. down the street, I would be getting a coffee or whatever. And me and my boyfriend, we had like, we played a game or whatever, where we would always compliment someone every time we went out. So oh, it was him or me. Even if we didn't really like their shoes or even if it wasn't the cutest outfit ever, it's like, I know that girl put on makeup, put that dress on, <laughs> spend hours on her hair. And it's like, I want to make her feel good. You know what I mean? And I love so that. Yeah. We would always like, it's easier, obviously in cities and things, but like every time we went on the walk, we'd be like, oh, I love your shoes. Oh my God. I love your hair. Like things yeah. like that. Because it's a ripple I, effect. It changes their say, whole attitude. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly what you were saying where like you never wanted to be judged, which is why you're not judging people. I know the feeling when a stranger gives me a compliment, you know what I mean? And exactly. it's the best. It's like yes. you didn't think anybody was going to notice that you did your nails or that you changed your hair or whatever. And then when someone comes up to you and it's like, oh my God, I love that. I love that. It's like, it makes you feel really good about yourself. It so really like does. Yeah. the perspective that you have is amazing. And it's something that I feel Thank like you. more people need to 
at least try to get to of like right. kindness and making right. Well, and that's that thing of like just where I with my dating coach stuff. It's the thing of where the first thing that I want to work on with people when I talk with them is the fact that I want to work on. They always say, "Well, you got to work on yourself. You got to work on yourself first. And it's just like. Well, you really don't need to work that much on yourself. You just need to be more aware of what you want and who you are. And so all this like self-help, all these self things like that, it's just knowledge of just kind of making you on being a better person. And deep down, you already have the answers. You already know who you are. You already know deep down who you want to be or who you should be. But like, am I just an imposter syndrome? Am I this? Am I that? Am I narcissist? Whatever it is. It's like, everyone's got their thing, but just like to the core of who you are, just be honest on who you really are. And once you start thinking that way and just, and not really having to play the game. Let's just be honest. In the twenties, there's a lot of games, right? Everybody's trying to one-up each other or play the yep. game, especially in relationships, right? You're like, do I call that person back? Or wait three days? There's right. all these rules that <laughs> right. don't really matter. It's like, if you really like someone, just fucking call them. Yeah. Even if you leave a date with them, say, hey, I had a great time with you. Don't wait two days later and ghost them or whatever like that. Or on the flip side, have the decency. If you're going to break up with someone, don't do it on a text. Right. Call them and say, hey, I really had a good time where I liked you, but I think that we need to break up and give them a reason so that they're not going to jade the next person that they go out with or feel like they're less than the next time. So we've all been through stuff like we've, whether it be a one night stand or whatever it is, or a week long, like extravaganza or moral, like we all get blinded. We all get this and that, but you have to come out admitting to yourself, Oh, well, it's something that I did and just be truthful and honest with yourself. I tell some of my friends and even my friends in their thirties and forties, I tell them, I go, look, I go, if you, I go, never feel bad for what you do. If you want to have a one night stand, don't ever feel like someone's going to judge you or judge yourself. Just go out and have fucking fun and do it. If you're not really ready to date and you just want to play the field, go have fun and play the field, but don't make it feel like wow, I am, is this wrong of me? Are my friends going to judge me? Yeah. No, they shouldn't because they realize that you're having a good time. So so if you ever get caught in those traps, just to let yourself know that I'm doing this for me. Yeah. And what's this, how's this going to make me feel years down the road? Because I need this for me right now. And that's the only way you're ever going to feel like you're going to make yourself better by just doing what you want to do. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, like no one will admit it, but no. it's every man for themselves out here. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. like, it's like- totally. The amount of people that will stab you in the back that you would never expect it from. It's like, it really is every man for themselves. And that's why this podcast even started was to allow people to like have that understanding of so many people quit their job that they were supposed to be so loyal to. So Mm -hmm. that way they could go and travel or so that way they could start their own business or do something for themselves. And all of everything that you were saying in terms of dating, one night stands, week long extravaganza yeah. all of that stuff <laughs> love those week-long extravaganzas right? <laughs> right we all know about those <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it can all be applied to every other aspect of your life you know what i yes, mean and of course there's certain situations and scenarios where some things might work some things might not but at the end of the day like the one thing that will get you to the happiness or the like success or whatever the mindset that you want is by doing things for yourself mm-hmm. without feeling selfish for doing it. Like right. that part is like the fine print. You know what I mean? Exactly. Would, Never feel regret. That's right, what I always exactly, say. If you're going to do exactly. it, you know, you're doing it. And then all of a sudden you're, you've done it. Now you're like, Oh, I feel so shameful. I feel ashamed. It's like, why? It's like, yeah. you did it unless you've done something heinous to someone. I understand. Yes. Please feel remorse and regret 1000%. Right. Uh, but for the most part, 
sorry. Like if you like, or if you, let's say for instance, you cheated on someone, I'm just going to go there. I did that a lot in my twenties. I'm going to yeah. be very honest. And, and, but that's a life lesson that I learned to this day where it's like, it's made me a better person because of that. In theory, I'm not going to promote cheating guys. I'm right. not saying that at all, but for the most part, it's like, I finally started having to be honest and open about why I did what I was doing. And I understood why I was doing it mentally, but I never, but you, we just avoided the issues. Like if it was either an escape to break up with a girl or something like that, where it's nowadays, like I'm in a long-term relationship. But you know, when I got to in my thirties, I was like, what if I'm not happy anymore, just end it before you even get to that point. They yeah. deserve that much. So, so it's life learned lessons that we learn in twenties. Unfortunately, like I said, it's a roller coaster ride and, but yeah. you got to really pick and choose and stuff like that. And especially being a guy, I mean, we're assholes. I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> a guy is never going to fess up to anything. And if he does, right. it's like, it's you're frowned upon or you're considered weak in theory. Right. Yeah. So, so all these guys, you know, that are listening to this podcast right now, it's okay to be honest. If you're not happy with something. You want to go out there and just say, you know what? This is not working. I'd rather have that girl like slap you in the face, yell at you for that quick instance than feeling that when you did something wrong to her, left her, and you, I know you're going to feel a little guilty, dudes, because we all do. Right. And you're sitting there going, damn, I shouldn't have done that. Give, be honest with her. Take, just take the brunt of it. Be honest and then be on your merry way. Cause at least you're going to leave that, you know, that that's good. You've cut the cord and you're safe to do whatever the fuck you want to do now. So yeah, it's something that I learned in my late twenties, obviously, but yeah. Right. And everyone that's listening, like, all of this advice is coming from someone who's now, he's out of his 20s, so he's been through it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm a so, dating coach, so I can throw exactly. this wisdom. And one of the things exactly. I do, I'm very honest about it too, guys. It's like, I, like if you ask me a question, I always tell people, go, you ask me a question, I'm going to give you the truth. Because yeah. if you're sharing your story with me, I'm going to be honest with you and let you know that this is how it is. Now, mind you, I'm never going to be that person where I feel like I'm going to, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Where I'm going to be badgering you or just like, or just giving you my opinion. Yeah. I'm going to be letting you know on, like, Hey, if you told me the story, this is what I, what my view is. You can take it or leave it at that point. But Right. But which is an is outside perspective as well. Correct. Cause when we're in it, as we're talking about in the beginning, like when you're in that friendship, in that relationship, you're ignoring everything <laughs> that everyone else around you has been telling you. you know? Yeah. But that's the difference, Sam, on what I do though. And what I've done at a very young age, it's like, I don't try to give that opinion where I'm trying to tell you, like give you lip service, right? Like, yeah. hey, Sam, you need to do this. You need this. I, what I do best is I try to let you come full circle to the question that you asked me. Yeah. Because I ask, I listen really well. I ask really good questions. And then you're like, yeah, I know I shouldn't have done that. And I go, there's your answer because yeah. I let you spin it where I don't even have to say anything. I just kind of sit there and listen to what you've given me. I, I suss it out. And then I go, okay, Sam, let's talk about this and why and ask the right question. All of a sudden you're like, damn, I knew right. that answer. I knew it the whole right. time, but that's the only way you're going to get better. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, my last question for you now is something that I ask all of my guests, which is advice. So what advice would you give to someone who either wants to change their perspective on life or somebody who's struggling to build new relationships, especially for all of us in our 20s? Building like whether it be friends, relationships, like- Yeah, in general, like mm -hmm. exactly what we were talking about throughout this episode of like, we're trying to meet new people, whether it's friends or in the relationship. I mean, right. in the- romantic like field okay. well, and yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, let's, so let's, well, for both of them, it's, we're ever changing guys. Like I said, like Sam to like this year, for like you were talking about you're 18 to now there's growth. You're always going to be growing. That's one of the things. So your friends are going to be changing. Your partners are going to be changing. And once again, you might have some overlap, which is good, but you have to go out into the world to make those good choices and the bad choices. There was something you said earlier about red flags, where if you feel like this person that you've met 
and you can tell that there might not be a good person, but yet you're kind of, you're caught up in the, the hype, the life, yeah. I mean, which we all do. We get caught up in the drama. Just be aware and mindful that, okay, this person is probably not the best person, but this might be the person I need for now. And you know what I mean? So, so there's always going to be that in front of you. So for moving forward to finding the right people, you're going to have to find people that literally match up to where you're at right now. Like for instance, like they might be your coworkers. You might have your coworkers being your best friends because you guys are at that same age right now where you're doing things more together and the outside friends might not have the same sort of camaraderie that you're looking for, obviously. But then again, we have friends for everything. Now, when it comes to romantic partners, just find someone that you feel at the moment matches all your criteria that you want for yourself now. Don't look for down the road. Don't look for like, well, I'm looking for someone like, is he marriage material? Is he this material? Because unless you're, and I hate to say this because anyone in their twenties probably should not really be getting married because you have so much more life to live. But if you do go down that route, guys, just if that person does match up with you and you feel deep down in your bones that he checks or she checks all the boxes that you need for, let's say five years down the road, 10 years down the road, that's great. But if you're feeling one of those or two of those boxes, there's a red flag. That person is not for you right now. And don't get caught up just because you want that fairy tale wedding that might last a year later, you're down divorced. Right. You know what I mean? Because you've changed to a new person. So just really take your time, really take your time and don't, don't push your partner. Don't push yeah. your partner into, Hey, like it's been a year. Are we, what are we doing now? Right. So, with that being said, make sure that you communicate enough with that partner in order to see and check in with each other to see if that year down the road, hey, maybe this is going to be the right path for us. Maybe we've moved on from our original goals when we first met. Now we're somewhere else. Now we can break up, you know? So yeah. just be aware and just make sure you communicate it. I guess that's the best thing in, in the relationship part of it as well. Friends, friends as well, like I said, just make sure that you are more assertive, that you're more aware and that you are truly with a friend that you feel is going to be always wanting you to win. Just yeah. like in a part. That's one of the best lines that I use a lot. Me and my co-host, Jamie Villamar, by the way, we use that a lot. She goes, Chris, she goes, I got your back. I just want you to win. Anything that I'm doing, yeah. I'm bringing you along for the ride because I want you to win. And that's the best kind of friend you can ever have. And best yeah. partner, by the way. Yeah, Somebody agreed, agreed. Mm-hmm. Especially with life being as hard as it is. Yep. The friends and the relationships that you decide to like move forward with have right. to be your support system. You totally. know what I mean? Do we really want someone sucking the life out of us right. every day? You know that friend that's right. just like, every time you talk to him, you're like, oh, I need some wine right now. Or <laughs> before you call them, you go, oh, like I need to do a woosah before right. I call them or do some meditation because you know you're going to be in it for a long time. And that friend is sucking the life on you. That's a friend you need to let go of, by the way. Cut yeah. the cord on that friend because they need their time on their own to figure them out. That It's not your job to go along that ride. I'm not saying like help the friends out that need it, but if that person is continuously sucking the life out of you, whether it be yeah. a relationship or a friend, cut the cord. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for You're all of this, answering all these questions. An amazing episode. If you want to tell everyone where they can find you and how they can connect with you after this episode. Oh, thank you. Well, first of all, check out my podcast, Dating Intelligence. This is a podcast. We just talk all things relationship, guys. It's like it, Dating Intelligence is a play on words where we talk dating, marriage, and everything else in between. We have a lot of great guests. We do a lot of good solo episodes. And, and quite frankly, you just get to hear me. You know, yeah. I'm like a smart ass. I'm a smart like, but I'm also, I just, I lay it down. I just, I try to get the most and the best out of people is what I want to do on that show and just give people the best advice that I can. Also, if you need any dating advice, guys, I know you're in your twenties, but you know, like I said, I can help you navigate that stuff really well. So go to dating-intelligence.com. And if you want to see my personal stuff, it's at Fetch, F-E-T-C-H Sport on Instagram as well. So that's my personal Fetch Sport and Dating Intelligence on social as well. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'll have all of thank that linked in the show notes and I will talk to you soon. Thanks, Sam, for having me on the show. You're amazing. <laughs> thank you.